What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, on this beautiful Sunday, April 18th evening. And, Noah, what's cooking, baby? Uh, what's up, Colin? I'm feeling good. Uh, one week closer to those fantasy playoffs, you know? Uh, tomorrow starts our Categories League playoffs, and in our points league, we only have one more week till the playoffs. You know what? I couldn't be more stoked, you know? Was I happy to win the regular season Categories League? You know what? Yeah, I was. I was. It was okay. You know, I wasn't thrilled. Obviously, the job's not done, but it's nice to be number one. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not, because it is. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I'm a winner. Um... You finished in second place, which was fine. Kind of a miraculous comeback. I was last in our division for a pretty good amount of time. I'm fairly shocked that you made the comeback because, yeah, if we're talking five weeks ago, I kind of thought you were done, so. Yeah, finished with the second best record in the league, dude. It feels good. Uh, Prove that uh, I can come back from a deficit, Colin. I'm a second-half kind of player. You know, and that's fair. And and we need second half kind of players out here. But, you know, that's just uh that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I know there was some controversy because truly the best four teams in the entire league were all in our side of the division. And, you know, there was some political controversies, you know, should, you know, those top four teams <laughs> be the ones in the playoffs you know should that fourth team be there or should the winner of the west division make the playoffs and it was decided that because the beginning of the year the winner of the west division was a playoff team we're gonna stick with that so you know uh it's it's like the nfc east you know it kind of sucks. One of them has to be there. That's seven and nine in the playoffs. Like that's just the way the world works these days. Guess who that seven and nine NFC East team is, Colin? Coming from the West Division. It's it's a team that I can respect, but their uh, effort has fallen off, and that's that's one Brandon Stevenson, the shiniest turd, out of them all. The shiniest turd. I could get behind that, that analysis. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited for these Category League playoffs, Colin. I think uh, I think you and I might be seeing each other in the finals, hopefully. So we can really put see who's the superior fantasy basketball player. That, that, would, be, that would be very interesting. You know, Colin... I don't think it's out of the I don't think it's out of the table that we might play each other in the finals of both of our leagues. Um in the points league, Colin, we the two of us have been the three highest scores three weeks in a row at this point. It's looking pretty nice for us. I know, I was actually looking at it the other day and my only scare is that I see you in the first round. Yeah. I don't really want to see you in the first I, round either, honestly. I might tank next week. Because, yeah, yeah, because right now, because somehow I'm the sixth seed. I'm about to be 500, but, you know, that's a different story. And, uh, Web Du Bois, Web Du Bois? 
Web Du Bois. I, Web Du Bois. Web Du Bois. Um, is looking like he's not going to pick up a dub this week, which is not uh, good for me because that's that means I play you. Mm. See, but I need Zach Levine back, so he might catch me on a lucky week because oh, that's right. his bitch ass got COVID. No, because wait, no, no, because we we have we still have one more week before. Yeah, so he'll be back by the time playoffs start. I hope so. If the Bulls plan to bring him back, no, I think we will. I think we're gonna we're gonna try to make the play-in tournament, and then go from there. Because then, if we lose the play-in tournament, which is entirely possible, we can get a top four pick, and then that is how we turn the franchise around. And you guys save face because you made the play-in tournament at the last second. You know, a heroic comeback. Even if he loses, exactly. No, exactly. Like that's where like I'm going with this. Is like we just need to make the play-in tournament, lose in the first thing. That way, it's like ah, like we did it. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then pray to the lottery gods. The lottery gods have been fully kind to the Chicago Bulls before. If if the Chicago's bull luck is in full effect, you guys will get the seventh pick. See, but we've also are tied for the most amount of first round picks in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. So we actually just caught a really hot stretch, like after Jordan left. So I think you know David Stern might have might have had his hand in the, uh, the <laughs> ball machine, the, the ping pong ball machine. They should so. let totally neutral people like us. We should be doing the lottery odds con. We should be picking the ping pong balls. I would 100% And we live podcast it Now that would be That would be something That would probably be our most listened to podcast episode I could see it Should we do our own lottery drawing Live on air And then see if Like the NBA is just like screw it Like like these guys did the lottery Like we don't need to have our own now Yeah You know it sucks to suck But we were late to the game Like that's on us We'll just live streaming on Twitch. I'm more of a TikTok live kind of guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just, yeah, that's like really where my following has has just taken off. Yeah. So is the Bench Chatter Pod TikTok going up big places on there. Okay. Yeah, if uh, you're listening and you're on TikTok, check us out on TikTok. Look at our channel. It's just called Bench Chatter. Videos uh, produced by Noah and by our uh, associate intern producer, Brandon. Shiny so turn, Brandon. Yeah, so shiny. So shiny. Thank you, Brandon. Alrighty. Noah, should we get into this week? Yeah. And I know a lot of people are amidst uh playoff runs are going to be in fantasy playoffs or maybe already are and so so let's break down the schedule let's, let's do our normal thing and uh before we get to potential rest of season value i think we should bounce some ideas off each other and i know it's dangerous because we're probably gonna end up playing each other in one or both of these leagues but I think there's some strategy talk to be had that can be seriously beneficial. 
and we'll get there. If yeah, it needs to happen. Alrighty, um, you know. So f- first off, to uh, go over the schedule, there's some teams with four games this week. There's some teams with three games this week, and we have a lucky winning team with only two games. And that in and of itself is going to be a tricky hitch in the schedule that we're going to have to traverse, especially people with players on that team. So with that said, uh, most teams are playing four games this week. I'm not going to read those teams because it's not necessary. But there's a decent amount of teams with three games this week. Those teams, look out for them. The Mavs the Clippers, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Magic, the Clippers, and the Jazz playing three games. And then the Raptors are playing two games. Raptors, again, playing two games. Noah, what do you do if you're Raptors heavy and this is a playoff week? Uh, I I think you got to be really active on the waiver wire, huh? The Raptors only have two games this week, and if you're in the midst of a playoff battle, you really can't afford to be missing out on those two to three potential more games you could have gone. So I would recommend, if you have Raptor players that aren't bona fide keepers, um, you could honestly probably afford to drop them if you, need to, if you need to win this week. Because only two games in this late, at this point in the season, Colin, that's a killer. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, and it, it's kind of just comes out of nowhere. It, it's built into the schedule. It's not as though they have had games canceled or anything, so, you know, more power to them. Um, you know, they have a packed week next week. I guess, I guess we can get into it now, Noah, but I think there is an idea of having to go all in at some point if it looks like you might be losing. And I think people could get shit on for this, and it might cause some controversy, but if you plan it accordingly, and you pick up a lot of your early waiver picks off of back-to-backs, you should be able to save yourself some waiver spots for the end of the week. And... You may have to drop some players that never, in a normal circumstance, would end up on a waiver wire. But if it comes down to Sunday and you have Fred Van Vliet sitting on your bench and there's an open waiver spot and you're down points, you gotta drop Fred Van Vliet. And I hope my example is coming across with what I'm trying to say, Noah, but you, you got to go all out. You have to maximize it so that at the end of the week, you stand the best chance to actually win. Because if you don't win, who cares if Fred Van Vliet's not on your team? You know? You have to drop him. Hmm. I do agree with you that um, every fantasy basketball player does face a point in the season where they do have to push all in. I, I, I agree with you on on the basis of what you're talking about. I do think if, you know, you can drop a guy to win you a playoff week, that's worth it. Uh, winning that playoff week is totally worth it. You just, 
it could come back to bite you in the ass. But like Khan said, if you lose, you lose. You know, you can't you can't think about uh, what could have been if you kept Red Fleet if you still lose. Yeah, and it's an interesting predicament. Like I get it. It's um, something I would totally do if I if it came down to that. I needed to do it. Yeah, I honestly like if I was gonna do it, I would maybe and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Noah, but non-playoff teams, at least in the ESPN format. I believe can still pick up on the waiver wires. I'm not saying you should collude, but in all fairness, if if you were to drop somebody of a very starting caliber, I don't know, maybe shoot a message to somebody that's not actually going to be in the playoffs and just say, hey, pick this fella up. Because then, you know, in fairness, you don't have the guy who had the buy picking him up because, you know, he can, and now all of a sudden he's got a borderline all-star on his team that he got for free just because, you know, you did what you had to do to to win your playoff matchup. And then, you know, you walk in and you're just you're double screwed because you lost him and he's got him. You know, get get the guy who finished in the toilet bowl to pick him up, you know? The toilet bowl game, that's not hurting anybody. Yeah, something interesting, Colin, that I've kind of been scheming um, over these last one to two months is uh, waiver wire priority order, uh, which Mm -hmm. you can totally make a move if you're super high up in your waiver priority list. Um, I'm currently first on the waiver priority list right now, Colin, uh, which is something I've kind of been keeping track of in the back of my head to not pick up guys that are currently wavered. Just in case someone, you know, does have to drop a Fred Van Vliet and he's on those waivers for that um, period, I can be the first guy to snatch him up, which is uh, something you definitely should look up if you do not know uh, where you're at in the list. Wait, explain to me how you how you finagled that. Also, I'm higher than you on the waiver priority list. No, I'm one year two it- in the points league, sorry. Oh, and no, in the categories league. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, in the categories. Okay, because in the points league, I'm three or four. Wait, so how did you purposefully maneuver it? Well, so I didn't purposely maneuver. I purposely did it by not picking up any guys that were wavered. And if I really wanted to pick them up, I just waited till they were off waivers or they eventually uh... got picked up. And that list just keeps rotating on who does it the most recently. So the yeah. mo- if you're first and you do it, you drop down to last. And I just haven't been picking uh, guys up off the waiver wire. Facts. Okay. 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 Which could really play yeah, into so- your scenario. Yeah. Okay. See, I never even do that just because it's always like a waste of time. And I, I do all my pickups like the day of. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But, you know, just given that it's the playoffs, I, I wanted to throw that tidbit out there. Yeah. Because it's it's better to leave it all on the line than to just walk away without a dub. Yes, sir. We I fully endorse that, Colin. All right. I'm glad we have a, a gentleman's truce there. And I can't Are wait you, to use um, it against you. Um... 
So part of my strategy there was maximizing the front half of the schedule so that by the time we got to the weekend, you could like really figure out how to how to maximize what you got. Why don't you break down the back to backs and the number of teams playing each day so that you know we can kind of get a feel for how this week's gonna work? Yeah. So on Monday we have eighteen teams playing. On Tuesday we have ten, and on Wednesday we have twenty four. So I see Monday and Wednesdays as Two of the biggest weeks, this uh, two of the biggest days this week on, uh, you're going to be full to almost full lineups. And when you were, we're looking at the rest of the week, we have 12 games on Thursday, or 12 teams playing on Thursday, 14 teams, 16 teams on Saturday, and 14 on Sunday. So you're looking at a, a front half of the week that's kind of loaded in Monday and Wednesday, and then the back half of the week you're looking at where there's seven to eight games every night where you'll have mm-hmm. like... 70% of your lineup playing and you're looking to fill up that rest of that 30% with guys who um, play on those days. And I think back-to-backs is also a huge factor in this week. Uh, on Monday, Tuesday, we have none. So immediately two of the days, um, you're looking at no teams with a back-to-back. On Tuesday, Wednesday, we have Atlanta, Brooklyn, Clippers, Minnesota, New York, Portland, and Sacramento. On Wednesday, Thursday, you're looking at Chicago, Dallas, Detroit, Philly, Phoenix, and San Antonio. On Thursday, Friday, you're looking at Boston, Charlotte. On Friday, Saturday, you're looking at Denver, Houston, Miami. On Saturday, Sunday, you're looking at Indiana and Milwaukee. And on Sunday, Monday, you're looking at Atlanta, Cleveland, Memphis, Orlando, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Washington. And I think to really focus in, you have to focus on Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Saturday, Sunday, where only seven teams are involved in a back-to-back um i think that's huge because like con said you're going to be needing to maximize the back half of this week and you can do that by knowing which teams have back-to-backs and beating the guys in your league to picking up those guys on the teams to maximize your games but real facts and especially as we get closer to the playoffs um I think back-to-backs become more important because we'll probably see playoff teams with stars who have played a lot of minutes probably sitting out some of these games, um, a la like the Clippers maybe. So you definitely want to keep track of announcements if guys are going to play or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, Noah, I, I have another question for you. Because we've got an interesting one coming up. Frank Vogel said the other day that if Anthony Davis is to come back next week, he is going to do so in limited playing time at a max of 15 minutes. (sighs) If you have Anthony Davis on your roster and you know he's only going to be playing three games and maybe play 15 minutes... Is it worth it to drop him? Is it worth it to drop him? No. Um, In our scenario, we were talking about Fred Van Vliet earlier. I think yes, but a guy of 80s caliber, imagining you putting him into the free agent market, I just couldn't do it myself. I think you just pray that in those 15 minutes he does really well and that maybe the Lakers are lenient with that minute restriction, but no. I don't think you can drop a guy like anthony davis i'd i'd rather just lose with him on my bench honestly 
It's all about give and take. Give and take. Interesting. Interesting. So, CBS is telling me that he is expected to be out at least until the 21st, which I believe is Wednesday. So then, post-Wednesday, the next... They play the Mavs, Mavs, Magic... Mm? Post-Wednesday, if you only have two weeks left in your fantasy season, there is a good chance that Anthony Davis does not play more than 15 minutes a night for you at any single point. Uh, oh, maybe I would drop him. I don't know. I, I It depends what's on the waiver wire. It depends what's on the waiver wire. I don't know, dude. Because Anthony Davis at 15 minutes could still be more valuable than a decent amount of the guys on the waiver wire. I don't know. I mean, you really... I I, I get where you're coming from, but you got to be nuts in 15 minutes. All right. You're the guy that drops him. I'm the guy that had to buy and pick him up. All right. I mean, like, how, how many minutes do you think, like, Bobby Portis is getting on average this year? Like twenty three. Mm, it's twenty two. Okay, so AD's gonna play seven minutes less than Bobby Portis. That's kind of embarrassing. I think I take. I think I take the seven less minutes of AD. I'm definitely taking Bobby Portis nine times out of ten. Straight up, too. Even in, like, 1v1. Oh, yeah, definitely. Against you? Uh, yeah, me and Bobby Portis could beat AD. Could you and Bobby Portis beat me and AD? I don't think so. I don't think so. That became easier. I mean, I'm putting AD on you. I'm guarding Bobby Portis. That's fine, dude. I dropped dimes, you moron. All I gotta do is, uh, you know, get it over AD and... Bobby Portis is going to slam it home. It's cash money. That was the easiest question I've ever had in my life. Yeah, okay, dude. Except your broken-ass jumper. Whatever. It's not even that broken. It's just... It needs to be fixed. It's fine. I don't even think you've ever seen me play basketball. I'm like... I'm like Boris Diaw. You're French? Yeah. And I drink cappuccinos before every game. Actually, I think Dio is from Spain. No, he's French. He is French? I was right. Oh, I nailed it. Okay, let's go. Yes, sir, he is French. Let's go. All right, uh, I'll finish out the rest of the schedule here, Con. Uh, so the, okay. low, the low volume game days, we're looking at Tuesday with five, Thursday with six, and Friday and Sunday with seven, which leads into my teams to stream this week. Uh, my first team, Con, is the Hornets. Who play on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So all four of the low volume game days. And the Hornets are currently banged up right now. Um, as we know, they don't have Lamella Ball for the rest of the season. Gordon Hayward's still going to miss like two more weeks. Um, PJ Washington and Malik Monk are both hurt right now. So they're kind of a they're kind of a little bit of a fantasy goldmine in terms of who's going to go off for them every night. Um, Vernon Carey Jr., the rookie pick out of Duke, actually got a start the other night and I think put up 21 points. But you're looking at Jalen McDaniels, a guy we talked about last week, Con, um, Cody and Caleb Martin, 
Uh, you're looking at Brad Wanamaker, Bismack Biombo, Cody Zeller. Any of those guys could really be viable for the Hornets this week. Uh, my other teams to stream are the Magic, who play on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, the Hawks and the Nets, who both play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. And then the Blazers, who play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, um, are all teams that you should probably be looking at this week um, as teams to pick guys up from. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. The uh, the four games is, is pretty huge, especially if you can catch two back-to-backs. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how you win. Heat. That's what they've said, at least. That's what they've said. So, Hawks, Nets, and Blazers, that is some money that I want. Alrighty, Noah, at this point in the podcast, do you think it's fair to move into players to stream for, at this point, the rest of the season is very variable, depending on who you are. If you make it to the championship in our league, you are going to play for five more weeks. If you don't make it, you're done and i assume everybody else is somewhere uh in the middle of that so when we say rest of season i mean we are (laughs) talking about this last month of nba basketball yeah only about a month's worth left of games to go con um to say that it's getting kind of hard con to keep coming up with uh these gold mine picks that we do for you guys but I think I came up with another good list this con. Uh, good list this week, con. No need to suck myself off. Well, you did a little bit, and that's fine. And you're just gonna have to live up to it now. So I am gonna speak for the listener here and put you on the spot. Who is your first pick? My first guy is Isaiah Stewart, who plays for the Detroit Pistons. Ew. He's currently fourteen eight fourteen point eight percent roster on ESPN. And he's a guy who didn't get off to the greatest of starts, but he's really starting to come around for the Pistons. Uh, From December 28th to February 23rd, Con, he had only had three games of 25-plus fantasy points and 29 games played. But from February 23rd and on, he's played 25 games, averaging 23 fantasy points. And he actually had three games. He's had three games this season of 30-plus fantasy points, and two of those games have come in the month of April. On April 16th, he played 32 minutes and recorded 15 points, 21 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. Uh, earlier in the game, earlier in the week, he had a game against the Spurs where he recorded 16 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 block. Uh, I wouldn't expect these types of numbers daily from Isaiah Stewart, but I think he's progressing and raising his skill floor every night. And with a team like Detroit, who's going to give their young players plenty of chances the rest of the season, um... I see Isaiah Stewart as a pretty good pick here. Um, I don't know why the Pistons are still starting Plumlee over him. Um, I honestly think that'll change coming in this next month because why stick with Plumlee when you have this budding rookie off the bench? And, yeah, I really like Isaiah Stewart. He's a guy I've been watching over the past couple months. Well, to answer your Plumlee question, I mean, he's just so hot. Why would you want to replace him? True. Yes, I know I'm right. Um, but other than that, dude, I'm kind of sold on this guy. Might, uh, might mess around and pick him up. 
Alright, I'm gonna throw a name out there, and this is a name that you've said before, but I think it's important that it be discussed right now. And that is Alexei Pokashevsky. Because he played a game tonight against the Toronto Raptors, and he did something uh, that I would consider to be pretty special. He... And I, I don't know what the fancy name for it is called. He recorded at least five points, rebounds, assists, and blocks in tonight's game. His stat line was eight points, seven board, five assists, and six blocks. <laughs> I think I'm going to take that. I'm no expert, but I think I am going to take that. Do you disagree with me? No, I mean, Poku is a guy I'm super high on. Uh, he's a seven-foot rookie out of Serbia, and yeah, he's really good. He's he's. I don't want to say that he's going to be a superstar con, but I think he has all the skill set to become a really good player in this league. And I couldn't think of a better opportunity for any young guy right now to go con other than the Thunder. Uh, they're really going to let you prove to see if you're good or not because they have no reason not to at this point they're just playing the waiting game with these draft picks and yeah i really like pokashevsky um do you know what percent he's rostered at right now colin yeah so that was the next thing i was going to say you're catching him at a great time because he's only seven percent rostered he'd (sighs) been way higher rostered he'd been playing over 30 minutes for like 15 straight games got a little bit hampered during the 76ers game Last week, sat three games in a row, and now he is back in Boston. 7% is way too low. For a guy that can get that good of peripheral stats outside of scoring, Colin, that's crazy. Yeah. He should not be 7% right now. Somehow, he is. And I don't know what to do about it. Oh. I don't. I love Pokashevsky so much. Go watch the Ringers video they made about him if you haven't watched it. Uh, he's a unicorn. He, he's one of those players. He's going to be... Everyone's going to be quaking in fear of Pokashevsky when he develops. He's just skinny. He's lanky. Yeah. he got long arms. Long boy. Alrighty, is there anything else you want to say about Pokashevsky, or are you ready to move on to this next guy that we have on the list? Uh, I'll get into my next guy, because he's kind of a guy, when I was doing my research, that was uh, a little surprising to me, and that is Dorian Finney-Smith, who plays on the Dallas Mavericks, who is currently 18.3% roster on ESPN. Um, he's surprised. A- He's a guy that's been doing the dirty work for the Mavs all season long, and I didn't really realize it. Um, He started every game this season for the Mavs, and so that's not changing anytime soon. Um, In the month of April, currently he's averaging 35 minutes per game. And, you know, if you're playing that many minutes, Colin, your efficiencies aren't going to be great, but he has racked up uh, other good peripheral sets. And since the All-Star break, he's averaging 11 points per game hitting a three in every game since March 23rd, and he's averaging 2.5 threes made a game. Uh, He's almost averaging a steal and a block a game in the month of April, and he's pretty good at not turning the ball over either, averaging only .6 turnovers per game on this year. Um, 
I'm not going to say Dorian Finney-Smith is going to like clean the room out, blow you away every game, but he does know how to give you his baseline of around 10 points a night while averaging a pretty high rebounding upside, averaging 8 rebounds per game in April. And I think he's a nice low-maintenance uh, player con that you don't really have to worry about who will log huge minutes. Uh, I kind of compare him to like Royce O'Neal and what he does for the Jazz. And, you know, Royce O'Neal's a guy that's been floating on and off teams all season long because he deservedly has a place on some teams. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so given that he has a bit of everything, what do you anticipate his um, game score is according to categories leagues? Um, I don't really know how, like, the game score, like, scale that well. You're- average you're like about a one okay i'm gonna guess he's like do they go by like one point one point something uh they go by decimals yes i'm gonna guess like correct i'm gonna guess like 1.6 interesting interesting i realize i'm reading the wrong number right now because it says negative 1.2 so we don't actually know where Pokashevsky is rated, but we'll assume that it was really good and that you were impressed. Wow, I'm impressed. That's a really good game score. I kind of thought that you might. I kind of thought that you might. Alrighty, I really just want to talk about Pokashevsky because I think that he was a, a great pick um, that still needs to be picked up um but i'm very interested to see what you have to say about this next guy that you wrote down um and by the way i agree with everything you said about finney smith i think he's clean he starts a lot of games he's on the floor what what more can you ask for than being on the floor nothing else that's uh, that's kind of what I'm saying. But you have written down a name, and that name is Daniel Gafford. And I am very curious to hear why you have written this name down, Noah. So Daniel Gafford, who is currently 7.65% roster on ESPN, was involved in that three-team trade that your Bulls made, Colin. They sent Daniel Gafford to the Washington mm-hmm. Wizards. Um, Gafford is a guy who went to Arkansas. I actually remember... IU playing Arkansas, Colin, and Daniel Gafford absolutely went off on us. Uh, he was a beast in college. He's a little bit undersized for a five, but he does make it up in terms of his ferocity he brings on the court. He kind of reminds me of Montrez Harrell. Um, but he came back on April 10th, Colin, after missing a week or two with an injury, and he's been playing on limited minutes, which puts a cap on his production, but his numbers have still been pretty impressive on a per-minute basis. Um, on Friday, he played 26 minutes against the Pelicans, and he had 18.7 rebounds and 4 blocks. Uh, Gafford had a 26% usage rate in that game, and a 23.3% usage rate over his last 6 games since returning from injury. And that usage rate seems kind of high, con for a guy like Daniel Gafford, who really isn't a household name. But when you think about how easy he probably has it, getting set up by Russ and Bradley Beal... Um, I see that usage rate being able to stay that high because 
I assume if you're a center on a team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, you're going to find the ball in your hands pretty often. And he also played last. So. Yeah, he played last night, Colin, in the second game of back to back, which is pretty, which is a good sign that he's not going to sit these games out. Uh, but he is still playing on a minutes restriction. He only played 16 minutes, Colin, but he finished with eight points, eight rebounds, and four blocks. Uh, even Coach Dang. Scott Brooks said he was really impressed with Gafford, and it even admitted that moving him into the starting lineup was a definite possibility. And if that happens, um, I think he's a must-have for this week because the Wizards play the Thunder twice this week. Uh, potential for Daniel Gafford to have super big games. Uh, he's probably he's probably my favorite pick this week, honestly. All right. Well, I think Blake Kuczynski was my favorite pick. I have a pick that is a bit vanilla, but you know it's it's interesting enough that I think you will uh, enjoy it in in some sense. And that name that I am about to throw out is one Catavius Caldwell Pope. And we've talked about him in the context of the Lakers being quite hobbled. But he averaged 29 fantasy points last week. He's coming off of a very solid 49-point performance in which he posted 25 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. With LeBron and AD continuing to be out and AD going to take some time to come back, KCP is going to continue to have the ball in his hands, Noah, and there's nothing wrong with that. How do you how do you feel about him as a player, Con? Do you like him? Because I actually know a decent amount of people that really aren't that big of KCP fans. They think he's a little overrated. Well, it's tough to overrate a guy that everybody just shits on 24-7. Um, at some point, he has become a meme. And I'm here for it. I mean, he misses big shots. That's kind of what he does. Sometimes he makes them, but more times than not, he misses. And that's just who he is, and I've accepted it. Have you? I actually like KCP a lot. I think he was the Lakers' third best player in that playoff run last year, and I don't think a lot of people want to admit that, but he was. No, he had a couple games where he started off as the leading scorer. Like he was the one in like the first quarter sometimes actually jumping the Lakers offense. And it's like, wow, okay. KCP. Do your yeah. thing, baby. And he's a good defender. Uh even with the injuries of LeBron and A D Con, I've been really impressed that the Lakers have kept their number one defensive rating in the league. That's kinda crazy, uh, when you think about the guys that they're putting out on the floor. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm all over it. Um, not that defense really makes much of a difference in fantasy, but we take it anyway. Alrighty, no, I realize that you have listed at least one more player that has potentially rest of season value. Talk to us about this player. That is Mr. Reggie Jackson, who is currently 19% roster on ESPN, and he's been carrying a pretty heavier workload, a pretty heavier, a pretty heavy workload since the injury of Pat Bev, who's still going to miss like two to three more weeks. And in his last five games, Reggie's averaging 28 minutes played per game, 
17.2 points, 4.8 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and 2.6 three-pointers made a game. Um, While his production and usage rate kind of depend on the health of his teammates, I think he's shown enough to be a good enough addition with a high ceiling when his usage comes his way. And I also expect the Clippers to rest both PG and Kawhi as the playoffs get closer. And on the nights where both of those guys rest, Reggie Jackson has free will to do whatever he wants, and he can really rack up the st- he can really rack up the stats for you if you catch him on the right night. Interesting, interesting. And so, do you consider him to be more of a gamble? You know, there's certain guys that I take. Um, Knowing that there's a chance that I get four points, but there's also the chance I get 45 points, you're saying that he's not really that, that that's kind of who he is, you know? Yeah, he could put up 17, he could also put up five. Yeah, totally. Uh, like just this week, he had a 29 point game, followed that up with mm-hmm. a six point game, and you know, that's just kind of the that's the uh risk you take, but I do think he, I do think he's worth a look in uh, leagues if he's available on your waiver wire because his ceiling is a lot higher than a lot of the guys that are probably on your waiver wire list, but you probably will be upset with him if he only scores six points in a game. Well, you don't know that. No, I do. Mm, It feels like you're just making stuff up again, dude. Boom. Well, those are all the rest of season value guys that we have right now. Noah, do you want to quickly cover some of your waiver wire pickup plans that you have? Yeah. Uh, so on the waiver wire this week, I have Miles Bridges, Jalen McDaniels, his brother Jaden McDaniels. Uh, I had to correct that, Con. Last week I said they were not brothers to you, but they are. And now it makes a lot more sense why their names are so close to each other. Uh, I asked specifically if they were related, and you told me no, and now you're a liar. Yeah, that's called blind confidence, Colin. When you don't know something, you just have to act like you do. And you believed me, so it worked. Yeah, I was going to believe you no matter what you said. I didn't really care all that much. Content. Good idea, dude. Yeah, I love content. I love making content. And that's what I'm here to do, baby. Uh, so the rest of the list, we have Cody Martin, Cody Zeller, PJ Washington, Chumo Kiki, Wendell Carter Jr. Khan has been playing pretty well since he left that toxic He's team he was okay. on. Mo Bamba. Yeah, his dad was right. Terrence Ross. Cole Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, his dad. Danilo Gallinari. Kevin Huerter. Lou Williams. Joe Harris. DeAndre Jordan. Nicholas Claxton. Blake Griffin, Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, and RJ Hampton are all guys that I would suggest. And that list is exhaustive, Con. So if, you're, if there's a guy that's not on that list, he's not worth picking up because we know every NBA player. Yeah, and that's the impressive part. Um, maybe I would throw Grayson Allen on there because he's low key been balling out. Who's that? Um,. He. I, I don't know him if he's not on the guy. list. Sorry. Oh, I apologize. You only know people on your list now. Yeah. Doesn't that feel a little bit classist? Yeah. Oh, you're you're for it though. You like. Oh yeah, totally. Class. 
interesting. Never thought I'd heard you say it, but uh, you know what? There's there's a first for this. Don't cancel me, please. So to be known. Obviously, I'm gonna cancel you, you moron. I think we covered everything this week. Uh, I think, yeah, I think so too. That's week 17 for you boys. Uh, come back next week. We'll be doing the same thing as you get deeper into your fantasy basketball season. Uh, check us out on Reddit. On our, we post every Sunday that basically this podcast in written form on the Fantasy B Ball subreddit. And follow us on TikTok at bench.chatter.pod. And you just got done listening to the Common Man's NBA podcast. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Bada bing, bada boom.